Welcome, everyone. Sorry we're late. The young guy was in Panthers traffic. My mighty Panthers. I'm a season ticket holder as a totally happening, you know, cool guy that I think I am. I became a season ticket holder this year after seeing the last of the Panthers last year that were, as you remember, President's Cup, most points in the league, and then we lose in the playoffs. But anyway, I became a Panther fan, and today we were playing a terrible team, Anaheim Ducks. And we were down one nothing. then we tied it 1-1, then we went up uh, 2-1, they tied it 2-2, then they went up 3-2 for the good part of the last part of the game. And with minutes left, less than, I think it was less than three minutes, we tied it up. And once again, within a minute in overtime, we went at four to three. Are we cool or what? Almost as cool as Blink Radio, WSUF 94.5 here with a radio socialist. And he patiently waited for, uh, for a gentleman from Generation, what is it, Z, X? Uh, uh, no, I'm Y. Why? Like, you're I, always I, asking I'm why? why? I'm after X. Yeah. Like, why I'm, the hell I'm my parents X. had me? Yeah, Why? Yeah, something like that. You 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 are a baby boomer, right? Yeah. I'm a nobody. I'm generation nobody. We got nothing going on. You know, peace, love, and happiness. We didn't have to go to war. We didn't have to fight for this country. And we have, like, these million-dollar opinions. So, yeah, we're, we're those people. Yeah, you guys know. You guys are generation me, 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 according to your parents. Really? Yeah, the, they called you the me generation. I believe. I believe and then when you guys got old, you took out the same generational panic out on every following one. Well, unfortunately, you better hope that I'm wrong, and I'm hoping that you are wrong. So, you know, birds of the same feather fly together. I really don't think that. I think you guys are more the anomaly. I think no, every other generation remember, follows you had the in 60s. line. You remember the 60s. They were out of control. Yeah, but you guys were the 60s. But we were anti-establishment, so it started in the 60s. Yeah. But more the damage, like- look, check out this parallel I make in the fiscals. The parallel between the anti-war movement, which was sold in the press as a peace movement, pot, drugs, sex, rock and roll, and the contraceptive pill coming out to the market parallel with the anti-war movement. Then no-fault divorce in 1970 the biggest legislative disaster of Ronald Reagan's political career, all within 10 years. And the country's never been the same because that generation is now in power. I mean, it shows in some way. Is it that, shows. Absolutely. It shows that you guys effectively reiterated the military to be, you know, the cops that you call in other countries' backyards. You mean that we're the policemen of the world? Yeah, is that like you just do it when you want something to end, you just call the military and, and treat it like, well, deal with it, deal with it. Perfect segue is a fantastic highlight in the Joe Biden administration. He's coming across as quite a foe for re-election now that he's the official Cold War president. He's earned it. He dedicated and put his foot down to it. He funded and financed the, the, the war, the proxy war against the Soviet Union. I'll call him that for that purpose only. So, Cold War. And Russia is now dedicating 92% of its forces to fight Ukraine. 
which puts them off the map for probably the next 20 years. They can no longer be a threat to the rest of humanity. So guess what? He's going to score a big victory. And on top of that, he blew up the pipeline. By blowing up Nord Stream's future development, those those two of the three pipelines, there, I think there were four, so they were supposed to be slated for four. He blew two that weren't functioning. Left one functioning, which I don't know if that was a logistic problem for him militarily, and or he just didn't really want to shut down the gas, uh, which I believe he should have because, you know, Europe wouldn't be all in if they lost all their gas, not just most of their gas. So kudos to Joe Biden. I can admit when my political foe has actually got it together. I, I, I respect that, and I, I and wanna, he showed up today. I, I and he showed up today in Kiev, very mysteriously, like uh, Allah Bush when he would show up in Iraq. Very well done. I want to I want to commend that because I feel like that's kind of what has gotten us into this situation. Is that that bravado? It, it's the bravado from both sides, and I feel like you know how do I put it? Like I liked it when it was leaked when Trump said, oh, Bolton's crazy. That guy just wants to start World War III. He does. And I was like, yes. Like, you know, I remember not even Obama was willing to say that about Bolton or like, you know, the people on the left, like Pelosi, you know, these people said nothing negative. So your kudos to Trump, you're saying, for standing uh, Kudos up. to Trump for got standing him out. He got him out of the administration, too. It, you know, he kind of hired him in the first place, but like, you know, kudos to kind of like... Well, there was no... You got to understand, what we do know about Trump now there wasn't much thought in who he hired. There was a lot and that's more. That's the problem. That's the problem. There was much more <laughs> thought in who he fired. And I, I guess to me, it's like I want to get the country on the right track, you know, and I want us to start properly, you know, admitting to each other what's sensible and what's unsensible. Because I feel like, forgive me if this sounds kind of folksy and common sensey, but I, I do think there's a certain point where everyone acknowledges what's the right policy. And what's the bad policy? But sometimes we don't want to admit our mistakes to the other team because we're really anxious about re-election. We're really anxious about the constant. That's two the messy. Years. Po- that's the messy part of democracy. Uh, I'm going now that you said that. Uh, you almost gave me a perfect opportunity for for playing something that I have to see on the computer. I mean, on my phone first, so I can find it on YouTube because. I'm assuming that when you mean the other side, you mean the other party. Well, it's the other party and other side when it's like the whole of the conversation. Like, example, take, for example, how a lot of us tried doing, like, you know, this racial integration stuff was really kind of like, you know. A left's bumbling, stumbling political narrative. Yeah. Just when we started to forgive each other, just when the whites and the blacks started gelling... Here come the Democrats creating havoc among the races again. We just re-elected and elected and re-elected a black president. It's a time to heal and move on. But no, the damn Democrats then, okay, fearing sure, losses in elections and the, hatred for Trump started getting blacks all pissed no, off again. I would actually disagree. For no reason. I would disagree with that timeline. That's not true. I would disagree with that timeline. That's exactly I, I the I think the timeline. mistakes were made during the Obama years. When, you know, yeah, because he governed like no, no, a white no, no, guy. No, 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 no. Hold on. He governed like a white guy. Di- I'm talking about something different. Um, when you really had people trying to talk about, you know, kind of separated racism from prejudice, where they were like, you know, well, prejudice, racism can only be attributed to people with power. Instead of saying something like, 
what we're talking about institutional racism, where they would like hand wave away, you know, like I, I remember that I knew someone who was very young and, you know, they were, you know, they were a bisexual girl who was younger and she was laughing about the fact that it's like, oh, my straight friends say I make them feel bad for being straight. And, you know, she was laughing it off like, you know, like th this wasn't supposed to be something that they should be feeling at all. And it, it, it's... So you're almost, you're believing in, in the propaganda then? No, what I'm saying is or that... she was. She was, yeah. And I'm saying, well, I don't think that's the right attitude that we should have. Like, you know, like the idea is that we should be able to show like, look, liberation for other groups does not cost the other one an eye or a finger, you know. Or be less free. Yeah, exactly. So, to me, I, I think that missteps were happening during this time period. And then here comes Hillary, and, you know, she's attacking Bernie. Um, a lot of the Bernie camp is being attacked for illusions of sexism, despite the fact that Bernie has a, you know, a platform that I think would help more people from marginalized communities than Hillary would. So then what happens on top of that is that the Bernie bro narrative comes out, and then, dang, you even saw it in the 2020 election where Elizabeth Warren made up a story that Bernie was telling her, like, listen, you shouldn't run because you're a woman. Do you remember that? Oh, I uh, I, I heard it last night when Nikki Haley uh, got backlash from the CNN crowd. Yeah. Um, what was stupid, his name? Stupid, stupid, uh, stupid. What was his name? He's not he doesn't strike me as particularly bright. Um, Don Lemon. When Don Lemon was no, saying... No, it's Don Lemon, like, Don we Lemon. Say, yeah. like we say in Fox. Okay, Don, and Don Lemon. Lemon said that, like, oh, she's past her prime, and it was like... It sounded like this weird, almost, like... What like what does that mean? Like it's is called she, is bitch, she That's called bitch talk on Don Lemon's part. He it, was a bitch that night. The full bitchness of him. He's a total chick, and he acted like a girl. And guess what? He wasn't girly enough because the girls didn't like it one bit. How I, I, dare would not, you? I would I would have never ever said such a thing. Like first off, I don't believe in such a thing when it comes to like a woman in statesman attitude, right? Like I'm not gonna say that about like a woman who served in the UN. I'm gonna be like, listen, Nikki Haley does not have a good record. Not that quote unquote she's past her prime. Like, like she's not <laughs> She's not an athlete, which is like... Never talk about a woman's prime. You have to be a bitch. <laughs> women among women, you can include gay guys like Don Lamont, they can bitch talk all they want. But when you do it on the radio, you do it on TV, you do it in a forum like I'm doing right now, it doesn't go well. And quite frankly, it's time to can the guy. He's awful for CNN because nobody's watching anyway. So maybe a lot of people didn't hear this because nobody heard it, saw it, viewed it. But guess what? Nikki Haley loved it. She's in the news. What's up? He gave her free promo. Talk about her as much as possible. And believe me, the and, Trump... And, yeah, and you're right. This gives her an avenue to attack liberal media with. Yes, Because she, they, she does. they've attacked me for sexism. So, yeah, she can totally... She can totally rally to this for her advantage. Um, yeah, well, which is funny, man. Um, I have no idea... CNN was talking about giving, what was his name, um, basketball guy? Um, he actually has some interesting commentary from time to time. Charles Barkley. They were talking about giving him a show. And honestly, like, it might be the most clever thing they've done in years. I have no idea who CNN's for, honestly. Like, I watch it. They seem far more concerned with about, like, 
geopolitical rivals to the United States than anything your average American is going through. I believe they're completely anti-deceivious, sinister, and cynical anti-Republican Party. Pretty obvious. Oh, to me. They became that after. No, Trump. they become that. They've been like that they, since their like founding. That. No. Yes, Ted Turner hated the right to. Ted, Ted, Ted Turner. He did do Captain Planet. He did do Captain Planet. Have you seen Captain Planet? No, I have no Captain idea. Captain Planet I was a cartoon no when you're... we were growing up. Oh and my it was God. all about environmentalism. By the time you're growing up, I'm, God knows how, how old I am. Jeez. I mean, <laughs> Captain Planet. Yeah, yeah, he he. The, the show had some good messages, but it was like the most hokey show imaginable. But like you know, the, the the bad guys, like people always would crap on the bad guys in like Captain Planet because they'd always be like industrialists who wanted to pollute for the sake of pollution, right? Rather than like pollution was like, um, what's the term called? Like a byproduct of getting these resources. But like, it's not. Byproduct is not the word I'm looking for. It's an externality is what economists call it. Whoa. Um, throw me a loop. Okay. So, but the, the funny thing about the show is that the bad guys were always like, you know, this rat or this like, you know, this like pig man who wanted, who, who loved pollution. And then the teens would have together to stop them. And you could tell it was kind of about like issues that like he was concerned about. Hold on. You want me to finish what I'm saying real fast? Yes, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I remember that... Um, you can tell that a businessman made this because there was one episode that they were talking about, like, you know, kind of, you know, how much it costs to make things in Hollywood. And at the end of one episode, it has, like, you know, the producer guy run out going, like, wow, we've saved so much money with, like, how we've done these scripts. So it was, like, that big liberal dream that, like, you know, we can save the environment and make money, too. Okay. It was, like, a big, was a big part of Captain Planet. But, oh, man, one of those episodes, those, those bad guys go hardcore. Like, a kid gets AIDS. So it's, like, kind of, like, you know, a public service announcement episode. But the bad guy just wants to tell everybody that this poor kid who had dreams of being a basketball student, you know, that he has AIDS. Um, and then the whole Captain Planet has to educate. So it was, like, it was pretty hardcore. And then there's another one where another bad guy gives um, a Palestinian or a South African's um, in a Protestant and uh, a Catholic in Ireland, nuclear warhead codes, because he hopes that these things will lead up into a nuclear escalation and wipe out the world when it's just like, wow, like, they were punching above their weight here in this, like, Saturday morning cartoon show. You know, it's a show, you know, it's a movie that's, like, awesome, but deals with, like, real issues. Are you going to make me feel old again? No, because it's... I'm the young and It's the before my time, even, which is RoboCop. Oh, Robocop Lord. is my favorite movie. Really? Oh, my God, it's perfect. This is with Schwarzenegger, isn't it? No. Isn't he Robocop? Isn't no, 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 no. You're thinking of Total Recall, which was also done by Damn. Paul Van Hoeven. So I you're thought close. I nailed it. Yeah, Damn. no, no. But Robocop is an absolute perfect movie. Like, it works on every level. Okay. From, be- it's from like beginning a to end? Movie. Yeah. It's like a superhero movie before superhero movies. We got tired of them. But oh man, does it work on every level? So and, uh, I mean, please explain. Oh, because RoboCop is great because RoboCop is like it, it's a couple things. It's a you know it's like a Dirty Harry movie. It's a superhero movie. It's a political commentary movie. Um, it's really great satirical movie. You know, it, it it gives all of these like attitudes of the '80s a fair shot. 
Like it, it's fantastic. So you, but, ha- but be more specific. I mean, what? So the, since the you're, plot, not, the you're, plot, the you're plot. not from the '80s, so I'm interested to, to to understand what you so perceive the, movie the '80s is so to be smart. Like. The movie is so smart, right? Um, that it's the movie is so smart that it starts out with. Um, kind of an allusion to the nuclear escalation that's happening in South Africa at the time. You know, because there's like a board game that they're playing called Nukem. And so in it, South Africa. In South Africa. In the, the, so the board game they're playing is called Nukem. That's like what, an and opening then, and scene? And then they're talking, there's a news report about the nuclear escalation in South Africa that's happening at the time. So the movie already starts off kind of, you know, it's about what's it's set in modern, what's now modern times, but back then. So it's kind of a wink and nudge of like saying we don't get our our act together in the 1980s. These this is the way it's going to be. So it pretty much the movie takes place in Detroit. And Detroit has been completely remodeled by a company. Like the whole city has been bought out by a company and they essentially want to chase out all of the low income people, right? But however, they realize that no one's going to come and move into it if it's crime ridden. Yay! That, so, now you're bringing it back today. Yeah, so what happens is that there's a cop who is moved to the area, and he gets shot up by, like, a, a group of thugs, you know, which is funny is that, like, they're all, like, one criminals from every single background in the group. There's a Chinese the guy. United Nations there's of a black thugs. guy. There's a, there's a white guy who um, was in that 70s show as the dad who leads them, and he does an amazing job as the lead bad guy. Um, but the thing is is that... These criminals are actually working for the head of the company, the guy who's trying to get in charge of the company. And the first great joke um, in the movie comes when he is like, these are our new um, robots that are going to be prevailing the area, and they're called Ed 209, and they bring it to a boardroom meeting, and they hand a gun to one of the people in the boardroom. Uh, Shoot whoever you want. And, 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 and it goes like, put down your weapon, put down your weapon, the gun does, right? And the, the guy's like, oh, I think you should do what it says. And they put it down. But the robot's defective because of American manufacturing at the time. Ah! And it doesn't register that the guys put down the gun. So then the robot blasts this guy apart. And it's really bloody and messy in front of the entire board meeting. And then after they deplug the robot, the, the CEO is just looking at the guy. And he's like, I'm incredibly disappointed with this. Like, you know, yeah, and everyone's just completely ambivalent. Let's sell to this guy. Let's sell to this guy before we all die. It's like they're just completely ambivalent to the fact that someone in the boardroom meeting was shot up. Okay, so so it's it, is, is, is it is it's a, a sat- satire? It's a satire. It's like a dark... Oh, so there's some humor in it. Yeah, it, 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 yeah it, it's very playful, but it it's, doesn't take itself too seriously. It wants you to kind of laugh at what's happening. It's so like, what the role of RoboCop is just law and order, I suppose. He just he just straightens out the town. Is that is that the issue with law and order or no? I mean, is the RoboCop that's his role or not? This is their gener- This is the next generation. So what RoboCop is the cop who you got see how shot the up. world had to stop while he played on the computer in no, the middle someone- of live radio. Can you believe that? So That's Robocop the world we're happens. Facing. Robocop happens. The world's in their hands and they're playing games Robocop on live ha- radio. Robocop happens when they find the guy who's been shut up and they remake him as an alternative to the bad American manufacturing car joke of the robots. And for some reason, I don't get that. It's like went right over my head. Uh, what am I missing? Oh, um, is that this is the chain of events of how the movie starts. 
And guess what? Am I to guess that it's just mayhem from that the, the next it's, it's hour a bit and a half? Mayhem. It's a bit of mayhem, but it like it's also about the guy. So Robocop to... saves the world? Not really. No. Spoiler alert: Robocop does not save the day. Huh. Robocop only manages to get revenge on the guys who shot him up in the beginning of the movie and arrest the corrupt executive. But the company does not go down. The company goes forward. And, w- the, and wins over the city and the whole the, thing. the company goes forward with getting over the city. Now, the two sequels deal with this. And they're written by comic book legend Frank Miller. However, the sequels are not very good. They're very kind of pulpy and goofy. Completely tonally different. But... Because cool, he passed away or he was able to execute like he, on the sequel? He, write, he writes very goofy stuff. Oh. And he can't help himself. What, what do we know him for in the comic book world? Um, Dark Knight Returns. He, he was the guy who made Batman serious. He did uh, Daredevil. He made Daredevil. He did really good with Daredevil. Um, Daredevil is kind of a wacky um, cape... um, Crusader. Cape Crusader type, very 1960s. And he turned him into this really tortured Catholic... Oh, my Lord. Yeah, that's kind of goofy. Who kind of deals with, like, you know, his inability to kill people as, like, a really good Catholic boy in Hell's Kitchen while taking on all of these people who... Hell's Kitchen, New York. Yeah. Like, the guy did the best kind of, like, pulp crime stuff. Like, the best thriller stuff. Would you say that Pulp Fiction that came years, decades later, was a spinoff of that type of filmmaking, or no relation? Uh, Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, Frank Miller essentially planted the seeds by making that sort of, like, atmosphere and um, storytelling relevant again. Oh, yeah. So like, because I remember there was something attractive about Pulp Fiction that seemed uh, cultish, or you know, you know, it was it was bizarre. It was it was bizarre. It was one of those situations where I was saying to myself, "Why is it I'm attracted to this movie?" But why do I feel like there were episodes before this movie started? Well, the movie is kind of Pulp Fiction plays on a lot of like. The, the idea was like they're playing on a lot of tropes that were really prevalent in gangster movies. Um, I mean, it was really violent. Yeah. Um, so so were a lot of the comics in the 80s that um, were kind of like happening at the time. That people... It, it, connecting it all together is that um, comics were kind of going through a renaissance at the time because they were really, really sick of being stuck in the 1960s Batman world for 20 years. So stories had kind of had the the gut punch sucked out now, of them. Uh, now, why don't you include in that statement you just made? How come you don't include uh, Superman as well and Spider Man? Spider because Spider Man and Superman didn't go in that direction entirely. Spider Man got like some really more violent bad guys, but Spider Man never went the route that Batman did, where he was, you know, contemplating not killing people. Kind of, you know, going under the law and being hated by everyone. Like, that sort of thing happened much more to Batman and Daredevil, who were written by Frank Miller. Oh, he got rid of them from society in his own writings? He kind of made them into pariahs. Wow. He, he kind of made them into pariahs. What, is, uh, what, what ends up happening to Batman in its finality? Or is it still alive today? Batman's just been going through the same motions ever since the story. So there's still Batman comic books. There's still Batman right now. comics, yeah. And it's obviously not him. He's passed away. And Miller is still around, but Miller kind of lost his mind for a bit. 
Like, he went really cuckoo bananas because he was like a, like, he was going cuckoo bananas for a while in his own way. He he really did a great job with Sin City, which is kind of like, they did a movie with that too, but it was very much kind of like what you're talking about with Pulp Fiction. There was a lot of islands and a lot of like, yeah, I went to Sin City. In- I went to Sin City and I must say that I didn't, I, I regretted it. What was it about that Sin City that, that attracted me? It was uh, a very specific actor. Who was the actor in Sin City that was very uh, appealing? Anyway, on the news. Jessica it's... Alba? She was in that movie. She was in that. She was... did like a couple of movies and then like dropped off forever. Yeah, they stopped casting her. Oh, no, she quit. What do you mean she quit? Why? She quit. She had, she had a, re- a perfume or what? She did a really, she had a really bad experience with a uh, director and she just quit and did her um, her mom accessories um, stuff for help baby raising. I think it was a baby formula line, and she's been content doing that ever since. No way! So that means it's been profitable for yeah, her. Yeah, she's been doing that ever since. So, so she quit. she's going to have a, some kind of cameo one day. She could come out in a mo- another movie because she's very attractive. I'm sure she. I, I would have liked to see her try something dramatic because, like, more than often than not, she's just kind of cast as eye candy. Uh, yeah, Ariana Grande style. Yeah, she didn't really get to get out of that. But what was very interesting, um, so that was kind of like Frank Miller's influence on comics and movies. And then he ended up doing movies because um, he was like, he was two blocks away from 9-11. And then he didn't really psychologically recover from that for a while. And his work was really... Yeah, his, obviously affected by it. His work was really all over the place. It's really weird because he did two things which were about like... Like, what was about taking on, like, during the 9-11 period, he, he kind of, like, was all over the place. Um, he did the, a sequel to The Dark Knight Returns, which was just, like, kind of taking on, like, Lex Luthor, who had totalitarianly... Like, Lex Luthor was Superman's rival, who had taken over the country and was a dictator. But then he went on to do, like, Holy Terror, which was, like, a really divisive piece of work for fans, like... Like fans at the time did not were not happy at all about this piece of work, which was a pretty much about like he wanted to do Batman fighting Al Qaeda, but it ended up being like his own new guy, pretty much. And wasn't Al Qaeda not then. Batman fighting? Oh, not, new Batman and not Batman fighting not Al Qaeda, and it was like really angry. Nobody bought into it. No one really bought into it, and. He kind of just simmered out for a while. Was he a, a single man, family man? A- he was divorced during this time. And he was divorced was and he was drinking and then he was right next to 9-11 when it happened. And when he always kind of really loved New York. He didn't grow up in New York, but he always read about it in comics, you know, with like the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man. That was the city. Gotham City. Gotham is Chicago, actually. Oh, Gotham is Chicago. Yeah, Gotham is always meant to be Chicago. Wow, see, I learned something. Yeah, so um, he was always, like, deeply in love with um, New York and probably seeing that happen to the city he was in probably took a toll on him. Like, the guy looks like he's 100 years old, but he can't possibly be that old. Oh, so he really took on he, the He's, stress. like, 60, and he looks like he's, uh, oh, like, he looks as old as, like, Henry Kissinger or... No, man, that's a... That's a or Noam Chomsky old. or... Um, who else is who, who's or uh, Jimmy Carter? Who all look like, who have like gone to like deflated levels of age? They're all like 
our prayers are for Jimmy Carter. I know you guys are surprised. Carter is... But I find him to be a, a very fine man. Carter... I, I really like Carter as a person. I don't like a lot of what he did politically. But Carter seemed like a stand... I always liked everything that Jimmy Carter had to say. Yeah, he basically started... And he started the down spiral of people failing to really believe in their country. And there's been so many series of events that have occurred since then that started with him, basically, that big uh, sense that we should be in second place, not in first place, as we always wanted to be. Handing over the Panama Canal was a clear sign that we shouldn't be number one anymore. And I believe it's gone, I won't say all downhill since then, because, you know, we've had other tragic events. Reagan was the complete reaction to Carter. Reagan completely. The, the, Reagan the, the was like we the, should be number one. Reagan was we should. Yes, he re. re he, yeah, he makes my point that he re it, it, uh, revitalized the nation again, and at the same time with a positive message. You know, he we believe in each other. We're the greatest country in the world. We're one generation away from communism. It doesn't come in our bloodstream. We have to push for it, and you know, all that stuff rang true for such a short period of time because after that came. Uh, very mundane George Bush, the last of the of uh, the statesmen in this country, and after that, uh, the real shock and all, Barack Hussein Obama. For me, the real shock and all was um, <laughs> was Bush Jr. Was Bush Jr. was the real problem, the kind of the well-to-do, spoiled son of someone who was a lot more whose younger whose younger sibling was supposed to be president yeah. before him. Well. The truth is that whatever sentiments ha he had before winning the presidency, the truth is that September 11th was the real apex of American uh, patriotism because we were attacked. Now, even those who believe uh, it was nefarious reasons for doing it, the truth is that we were attacked no matter who did it, and we had to pick a fight with somebody. And in doing so... That's where he got most of his criticism, because we f we we found out pretty quickly that the Saudis were more involved than their Iraqis and Iran. No, but he wanted that. He wanted to show up his dad. Show up his dad. He wanted to. It was the perfect start. Finish the job. He wanted to show up his dad. Cheney wanted those Halliburton contracts. Rumsfeld wanted to restructure the military. Um, and Wolfowitz, Wolfowitz wanted to enact this. New American project for a new American century neocon worldview into the world. So, you think they succeeded at that in some regard? I think Obama acts like when you say when it all fell apart with Obama, I think Obama was very guilty of innocuously believing in that. Like, Obama was um, very much like, you know, oh, I believe in the good war more, um, more than the dumb wars. But, like, you know, you really looked at how Obama, you know, handled himself internationally. He really was that, like, person who constantly wanted to appeal to people's better angels. And I think he really saw... We call that appeasement of our enemies. Okay? But, but he was really better militarily aggressive. You and your better angels. He was angels. really militarily aggressive. Take your... He, he was, was a ninja. Really that was all he was. Aggressive. He was very good with the drone. He was... But not even the drone. There no, was so that, many is, the, that is the reason. He sent the hit squad on, Ob on Osama... 
I was about to say he killed himself. That didn't make any sense. No, no he did not send the hit. He just called. He sent the hit squad on. He Osama. didn't send the hit. He just approved. He, uh, approved he, did, he did not push back on the torture. He never closed down Guantanamo Bay. He didn't do any of those that things is that true. he said that he was going to call back on. Uh, yeah, I believe that he ran uh, as uh, a person who wanted to claim he was going to transform America. And he did in a way. He made us a very. Uh, uh, dependent country on welfare and Obamacare was uh, emblematic of that now do you know that one thing he did not accomplish in his presidency is now being accomplished right under our nose but trying to take away zoning and planning land planning away from cities and counties and make them state and federal and right now many states especially blue ones are trying to Change the zoning and the land uses of future developments that will cause government housing, uh, rent control housing in very affluent neighborhoods, ruining real estate values far and wide, and really, really, really sticking it to those who are affluent. And guess what? The majority of affluent people are on the left. You know who Obama really did appease needlessly? And he's, he, he's working behind the scenes to make Netanyahu it Netanyahu was a needless appeasement of a man well, you who know, he never could but be you, But you knew he didn't like him. He didn't like he didn't like Netanyahu. He couldn't stand him. Obama. He didn't like Obama either. They called each other liars. Like and in anything. any other country. Hey, believe me. Any I, other country that, to, to have a guy storm through Congress and make a speech denouncing policy. He was invited policy. by Bonner, Speaker of the House, who under Constitution has every right to invite if this was any other country man people would be saying manchurian candidate stuff but we sense how so can you say that when you had Zelensky talking just the other day raising his flag in our congress hello come on man president of our country has to sit there and invite a little Zelensky to go in there and demand planes and rockets and pl- and get them he leaves america with a bunch of money and on top of that, he raises a flag signed by a bunch of soldiers in our Congress. And Pelosi's hugging the blank, the freaking flag like if it's a blanket. I mean, come on. And you're talking about a, a Netanyahu giving a speech? Police. He was trying to save America from signing that bill. And In all again, the parts, Iran was following What that. was the bill exactly? Do you it remember was the, the Iran detail? nuclear deal. Oh. Iran You're was so right. Iran was following. Hello, you don't think that was the right move at the time for us Republicans? That's all we had. I think we had some. That's mag- the one thing I'm not going. I'm, I'm gonna, I was mad at Trump for it was tearing apart that deal because they were following it. No, they weren't. Nobody. They got a hundred and twenty something billion dollars landed in different currencies in in planes in Tehran live on TV. Our freaking president. Money laundering, for Christ's sake. Moving cash. And guess what? The World Court had said in a court case that we had to return the money we had taken from them during the hostage crisis 20 years earlier. So therefore, under the cover of, of a court order from The Hague, I believe it was, excuse me if I'm wrong, here on 94.5 FM, you can listen to live stream, wsqfradio.com, in case I didn't say that earlier. 
he got some Mickey Mouse, not that they're anybody's Mickey Mouse, but just lower end, less valuable, less important to to appease what? Iranians? I mean, come on. That was disgusting. The point was to avoid another war. Uh, what I don't understand. The point was to avoid another war, and the rate it was going that. What are we supposed to fear in a war with Iran? That they let That's up? our question. That's my question. I why, why, why are we pushing another war? Why That's my question. Into- why do we have to go to war with Iran? They don't really. They're not so together. They can't even control their own populace. Okay, they're in, they're in total control of their populace. They're, they're killing women like it's going out of style just for not wearing burqas for Christ's sake. I want to know why we went after Iraq. I want to know what my side saw so important in Iraq, and it's what I said in previous shows. It was we sold them chemical weapons. It, no, we yeah, sold Iraq Saddam. was a complete, you know, fabrication of an enemy. The, this is we almost, sold almost, them. You're right. You're right. Weapons. And I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. Those weapons th- this, of mass destruction were not found in Iraq because the, they were already in in, in Syria. If you, I, if I mean, you say, why can't Americans tell me this? With all the attack on Bush over those eight years, how come the press didn't have the decency to inform the American public, folks, even though we haven't found the weapons of mass destruction that was declared at the United Nations with Colin Powell, how in the hell did Saddam Hussein kill so many Kurds when George Bush Sr. had kicked them out of Kuwait? How did he kill so many? 100,000 Kurds he killed? How did he do that? With a water guns? No, with chemical weapons. Yeah, but pe- that was not a time period where people were not properly questioning who the CIA the or the media, FBI were. The media wasn't properly informing, just as I they are in today. I would agree that the CIA, the, the media should be more scrutinous with the FBI or the they're CIA. Not, look what they're doing. Look what they're doing to this very day. They successfully cooed a president in 2020 and lied to us about... Uh, the, the American people cooed Donald Trump when they voted against him. Yeah, they voted for a crime family, and now they're regretting it. One crime family beat another crime family. What a tragedy. One without... What a tragedy. Okay, so you you and Bernie still think that the Trumps were some criminal, criminal enterprise stealing from the public trust? Please. Uh, you've admitted it on this show. No, banks. Trump took down banks. He made banks bend over and reduce his loans or he can they can give him the shaft and take his properties and then they're then they're selling the properties for pennies on the dollar because they can't manage them that's what trump did the king of all kings in terms of bank robbery he was able to shake shake down the banks and we'll know later one day he was also guilty of not paying um workers million, uh, a lot who are under him. Those are a lot of other groups that are being shafted. Subcontractors for his... Contractors were shafted. That's that's very true. One of them, in Trump Doral, one of them was a person like myself that owns a paint outfit. And uh, he that guy had to go to court and get his money for the paint that he forwarded to paint Doral uh, golf course. So yes, I will not deny that he did those things. But, so do many developers. They shake down their subs. Most subs participate in the in the subcontracting business of high-rises and mass developments. They always add 10 to 20% to their bids, all of them, knowing that they're going to get shaved in that 10 or 20% later. That's a common practice in construction. I know because I, I lived it. 
if I didn't if I didn't add 10, 20% to my bid, knowing I could lose the bid because I could just be more expensive by those 10 or 20%. But since I knew the, my competitor was doing the same with the same contractor or the same developer, we had room to, to be screwed later because there's something called back charges in construction when things don't happen like they're supposed to happen, costing you more money to execute your services because, let's say, in my case... I would do. I would run my numbers to paint. I was a paint contractor for commercial real estate, and commercial also meant, you know, residential construction. But if I could paint a bathroom or a kitchen without the cabinets or the toilets and the sinks there, and I could at least paint the first round, you know, just spray the box before they put the furniture in, I'm already. I'm. I'm saving a lot of money because I'm not taping. I'm not using a brush. I'm just. And guess what? I might be able to do that for 10 floors, but there might be 12 through 16 that the damn toilet guy wanted to get paid too, and he sticks my toilets in those boxes. Now I'm taping down those toilets. That costs money and manpower. So those are called back charges. Well, guess what? People like Donald Trump didn't necessarily pay for that, even though you billed them for it. Oh, sorry, guy. You know, it's not our fault. You were late to get, you should have painted those two days earlier. Painter, uh, the plumber couldn't wait for you. You see how that can... That can happen. So for you to say that that's dishonest dealing when, quite frankly, it's the nature of dealing, it's not what Joe Biden and his crime family did for the last 40 years. I knew something was up when during the inauguration, as I told you, it looked like a funeral. It wasn't proud or festive. It was during COVID. Yeah, I know. Sure. That's, With big, kind, that's kind of the whole thing you were talking about there. Yeah, the fence. Yeah, the fence. The big fence. Yeah. And 100,000 armed guardsmen or 50,000. After a bunch of Trump people just attack the building. Oh, beautiful segue. I have another segue. Please don't let me forget. I I wanted to... We'll do it now. No, because it's a little out of order right now. The importance of the sticky mess that you alluded to earlier about the separation of powers. It was very much intended to cause gridlock so that minorities wouldn't be shafted in big legislations. So people had to think things out. And hopefully, uh, whole congressional sessions would would uh, would end, and new people would come in, and therefore thought with new, fresh eyes. It was all meant for gridlock. Nothing was supposed to happen quickly. There was another point that I wanted to tell you about court filings that have now come out public. They were sealed for quite some time about how much the federal government was involved in January the sixth. Armed men inciting violence in court papers and I screenshotted them for you so that I can read them out loud so if you can begin to to speak a lot and stop playing on your computer with that ugly girl that keeps on texting you no I was actually I going look, over a Bloomberg article about how 100,000 new jobs have been created since we've adopted green technology oh go my on. Go, so green, that's what I was oh, reading yeah. when you were Meanwhile, birds are dying, and whales are dying, and kids are being enslaved for these rare earth metals, for the green technology, and the COVID I money. I mean, do you want to end capitalism? I, I, I don't think I so. I want to end child slavery, which I believe what you guys were always about. How come you're for it now? They're the ones that mining all that cadmium for the batteries, my God. The real key. It is fantastic piece by uh, Scalia, but I don't want to play that right now. I want to play, I want to read 
something about January the 6th that he's still, amateur, like an amateur, is still calling an insurrection. Unfortunately, I got to take off my headphones. I got to put on my reading glasses because I can't find it. Okay? You know, what can I tell you? This is community radio. I don't have a secretary. If you're really, if you're really beautiful and you want to come in here and be my secretary, or you're really knowledgeable of politics and you agree with everything I say, then come or over me. And come here and help me. Uh, you know, depends who you're helping, of course. So uh, give me a moment here. See the click, cause I got clicks. Click. Here we go, man. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Three undercover Metropolitan Police Department officers joined the march of the protesters up the northwest side of the Capitol on January the sixth, two thousand twenty-one including one who climbed over a barricade and pushed others towards the Capitol, and another who walked right behind Ashley Babbitt, now deceased, rest in peace, and predicted that... <laughs> oh, po- come on. Don't save me. An unarmed, unarmed woman stuck in a door. They shot her right in, the, right in the jet, right in the... And I saw it live. And predicted that someone will get shot, the Fed said, according to newly disclosed court documents. New court motions also filed on January the 6th. Defendant in the William Pope of Topeka, Kansas, also shows that Metro Police Department bicycle officers stopping four armed men in plain clothes. The men turn out to be federal agents, and the video shows them clearly in court filings on behalf of Pope shows uninformed police department officers saying, we were set up. I can't believe it. This is all a setup. It was a setup. How many years later? See what I mean? It's what we said it was. It was a setup to make him look like an idiot, a useful idiot, like in the communist revolutions. The feds incited the January the 6th. No, 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 the Trump people set it all up, and then the feds gave them that little gentle The Trump push. people just no, they, showed up at a Trump speech with and... With no evidence, with no nothing, talking about how this election had been stolen from them before it even finished, mind you. Trump was already prepared to make these statements that they were going to steal. And for from. the audience, I'm also showing him the pictures of the arrows of the Fed agents in, in specific from the court filings. But anyway, we also had um, that there's nothing there about the numerous um, to think that you can start an insurrection with nothing with cell about phones? the three percenters who came prepared with ammunition and guns who are planning to take over the country in their own words. BS, nothing, nothing man. that um, Trump had BS. told them. Proud boys stand and stand by. What what loon group of loons can say those things and actually have an organized uh, ability to do that? Please, man, come on. There were those people that Trump got to register for the first time. Those people. There's plenty of them. In fact, Tucker Carlson, your homie, had done some research and found that a good deal of that crowd of people that supported Trump and loved him were broke. They were poor people. And they had credit problems. They had issues. And they were easily inflamed by uh, Trump's insistence that the election was rigged. So you're admitting that he made it up and pushed them? I don't. Yeah, 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 you just did. No, 
I believe Trump, uh, I think... I get it. You're not allowed to say it due to because it's what your party believes. So no, if you were to go back on I it, wouldn't say that, that would be... I wouldn't yeah. say that because you know my party wasn't a supporter of Trump. My party, the Republican Party... They did party, once he won the primary. No, they, they didn't. Did once he they won had the no primary. choice. By that time, they had no choice. They just had to yeah, swallow it. Oh, my God, this guy won? Oh, my God. Well, guess what? They deserve it. You know why? Because they hated Ted Cruz, too. And that was my homie in the primaries. So, Tui for you, I'm not as Trumpster as you, you claim I am. I wish I was, but I was a Ted Cruiser. I still am. I believe in his intellects, his aptitude, his forcefulness, his incredible recall. Uh, Ted Cruz is a, a prototypical commander-in-chief. He'd make a great president. The question is, can you guys deal with his harsh truths? Because he'll, he'll tell you straight up, plain and simple. There's a game I saw, see? Overtime! Carter Vernaghi wins it. And we are studly. Just totally studly. Today, the Panthers. Let's go, Panthers! And that's just the truth. But now I think I can lay into uh, seven minutes of our, our wonderful Supreme Court Justice, Vincent Scalia. One moment, please. He will explain to you the messy nature of politics, the political side of the federal government, separate from the judiciary, because since he's a justice, he makes that very clear, too. But really, really enjoy this piece of seven minutes of very articulate understanding that we're supposed to be in gridlock, like today's unfortunate reality of just having a small minority in the House and a complete tie in the Senate that's broken by a vice president and a president who's now looking more and more like a steward of our national security, even though he's a complete failure in domestic policy and, and a complete disaster. And he's looking great right now. He knocked out the pipeline. That's gridlock. What we're seeing right now is the gridlock we see between the House, the Senate, and the president. But here's Vincent Scalia. Presumably especially interested in the law, and I ask him how many of you have read the Federalist Papers? I I speak to law students from the... We're having technical difficulties. Um, there I go again. John Federer moment. I have no idea why he's not playing all of a sudden. Why the hell? Ah, terrible, 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 terrible. Terrible, 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 terrible. Blink radio. I'm blinking once. I'm blinking twice. I'm blinking three times. I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm blinking. I'm blinking. I'm trying my best. I'm blinking. I'm blinking. And I, I'll just give it to you from my cell phone. Here we go structure of our government one part of it of course is the independence of the judiciary but there's 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 a lot more there are very few countries in the world for example that that have a bicameral legislature 
Oh, England has a House of Lords for the time being, but the House of Lords has no substantial power. They can just make the Commons pass a bill a second time. France has a Senate. It's honorific. Italy has a Senate. It's honorific. Very few countries have two separate bodies in the legislature equally powerful. That's a lot of trouble, as you gentlemen doubtless know, to get the same language through two different bodies elected in a different fashion. Very few countries in the world have a a separately elected uh, chief executive. Sometimes I go to Europe to talk about separation of powers. And when I get there, I find that all I'm talking about is independence of the judiciary. Because the Europeans don't even try to divide the two political powers, the two political branches, the legislature and the chief executive. In all of the parliamentary countries, the chief executive is the creature of the legislature. There's never any disagreement between them and the, and, and the, the prime minister, as there is sometimes between you and the president. When, when there's a disagreement, they just kick him out. They have a no-confidence vote, a new election, and they get a prime minister who agrees with the legislature. And uh, uh, what just happened in Britain. System and they say, well, it passes one house, it doesn't pass the other house. Sometimes the other house is in the control of a different party. It passes both. And then this president who has a veto power vetoes it. And they look at this and they say, uh, it, is, it is gridlock. And, and I, I hear Americans saying this nowadays, and there's a lot of it going around. They, they talk about a dysfunctional government. Because there's disagreement, and and, and they, and the framers would have said yes. That's exactly the way we set it up. We we wanted this to be power uh, contradicting power, because the main uh, the main ill that beset us, as as Hamilton said in in the Federalist, when he talked about a separate Senate, he said yes, it seems inconvenient, but inasmuch as the main ill that besets us is an excess of legislation, it won't be so bad. This is 1787. He didn't know what an excess of legislation was. So uh, uh, unless Americans can appreciate that and learn, learn to love the separation of powers, which means learning to love the gridlock, which the framers believed would be the main protection of minorities, the main protection. If, if a bill is about to pass that really comes down hard on some minority, they think it's terribly unfair. It doesn't take much to throw a monkey wrench into into this into this complex system. So Americans, see what I mean? It's supposed to be this way. Therefore, I will just have to wait. But you know what the lifespan of the average Constitution is, excluding ours. That's the problem. Is that ours was not meant to be around this long? Do you hear the guy? You hear him? Penalty points. Time out. I'm going to ship you off to Ukraine and take you to the front. He's one of those like Bill Clinton who thinks it's a living document. At least Bill was willing to change it a little bit. You would just want to just start anew. What the hell is that? Where nobody works and we get what? Uh, what, do you, what, what do you call that when you get a paycheck every day, every year? UBI. UBI, which is uh, basic income, right? Universal, uh, universal no. basic income. That's what he wants, universal basic the income. The problem with a lot of the UBI people is that they use it as a discreet way to cut Social Security and welfare. Uh, so the people they, who are against it or for it? The people who are for it. 
Oh, average- so you think they would be bright enough to pass this in exchange for Social Security? That, that's that been a lot of the goals of libertarians. Please. Yeah. So, Thank yeah, God right. libertarians have no say in the matter. They got nothing going on. The average lifespan of a constitution is 19 years. Wow. Tell so. me the human race isn't completely brain dead. Holy moly, holy moly, moly, moly. No, the constitution has good things. Um, if anything, I wish that we did more things that it told us what we can and can't do. Give However, me an example. I, I guess um, going off the... The only complaint I have with the Constitution, uh, personally, is right from the get-go, the naming of the nation. We should have been the United States... The Manuel land. Manuel Cambo- land. No, I would have Cambolandia. Just, no, no, <laughs> Cambodia. The name's available, yeah. <laughs> the United States for America, not of America. I like the Bill of Rights. I like the First Amendment. I like freedom of speech. I like all of these things. I think they're very good ideas. I would like, I would like some sort of protective measure for democracy. I would like some sort. Yeah, of... Yeah, get rid of the document every ten years. Yeah, why not? I mean, you want know I mean? to. And there needs to be some sort of acknowledgement that the industrial revolution happened. The big problem I have with the Constitution is that it was really written before the industrial revolution entirely happened. Like there is. Hello. Yeah, that, that's the problem. So it's... what? How stupid is that? That's incredibly poignant. Wow. I can't believe you, you it. Want, you want to know we form a nation before the Industrial Revolution. Who's how, the audacity of that? We should have sucked up to the king forever. And maybe we beat him later. I mean, come on. No, it's, That it's, cannot it's, be it's, the it's, premise. It's, that can't yeah, be it, the premise it's, it's, of no, your it, argument. It, it, it's about entirely recognizing that industry has changed everything. No, it hasn't. Yes, it has. Innovation is the only thing that gets us out of a lot of things. Like unanswerable grievances that you seem to still have. The I, best thing I, that I don't see the best thing that ever happened to our society was the communications between us. Hello, you know. Yeah, but like, here's the thing: is that from candlelight to phone, and then from phone the to fax, and then from not fax a, to telex, the and then was not and all now cell phone. And, monop- the Constitution was not prepared for the multi monopolies of the Gilded Era. It just wasn't. It was not prepared for the mass amounts of poverty you can't, that what, shortly happened afterward. You can't be uh, the Gilded Era. Since when was it in conflict with the Constitution? Could you explain to me this? Is that there's nothing in the Constitution that prevented these people from amassing huge amounts of wealth and driving down life expectancy for everybody else. There is nothing that protects people economically in the Constitution. What drives life expectancy is low birth rates. Okay, and what drives people to die young and old is stress from being overworked because you don't make any money because of the freaking tax. Exactly my point. Because of the tax system, not because of some freaking constitution. Because there should be a, yeah, there should be in the constitution. And, when, in and a way what's this? When is amassing wealth some kind of naughty thing? Not amassing wealth, controlling everything. Well, I will agree that Amazon controls online retail. But guess what? Nobody's as big as them. Nobody nobody can get there yet. And there's someone even bigger than them. And people don't want to talk about it because we don't even know that they're bigger. And that's Alibaba. Much bigger market than Amazon's. And yet, you still have this unanswerable grievance. Alibaba's kicking Amazon's butt. And Alibaba's 
got a much bigger market. Unfortunately, I don't want to live in communist China. Yeah, and you, I, and, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to have to be beholden to oligarchs. I wonder, you're right. I don't. Uh, you, don't. you got me red-handed. You're one of those, I don't want that. Yeah, I want America to remain. So you free. Do, you want to be just a communist in America and uh, a brown noser to Bernie Sanders in America. Bernie Sanders would be in jail in China. He would be in jail in Russia. He'd be in jail in and yeah, Cuba. You're, you're talking exactly why I like the United States. Huh. It's, yeah, so Bernie fills up one stadium, and the Castros would put him in jail so fast and funny. So would Putin, and so would she. I mean, please, Putin, you can't Putin's be. Putin's not at all left wing. Putin's a, just a f- flat out dictatorial son of a bitch. That's all he is. Here on Blink Radio, I Blink, I said it. Blink twice, you missed it. You know, I just hope that one day that you all get it. Stop voting for Democrats. They're liars and thieves from top to bottom. They are about power. They know it like no other party because they've had it. They've had it a long time. They've been able to not have it for such short period of time. We really don't know how much they've stolen. Perfect example was pushing through, guilty, Trump guilty, pushing through the shutting down of the U.S. economy over COVID, COVID stimulus, masks, vaccines that don't work, deaths all over our door. The vaccine company, Trump is uh, Trump's involved here. Trump's to blame, too. Those what pharmaceuticals. What would you have had us do? I, th- huh? Here's the thing that I'm always just surprised about. I mean, those vaccines what, were invented what, what so you, far. So What would you have had us do during COVID? Not because, shut it down. Not take kids out see, of school. because you guys just don't care. You, you can't. You guys don't care. You, what's there big, would have been nothing done. No, I would give the government and Trump and anyone who tried doing something about COVID Nobody had the guts. trying to do Nobody, nobody had, had the guts. Nobody had the guts just to get sick and die. Bravo. Just get sick and die. What the does company, shutting down the, the government line, have Mike, to do with caring? The, co- the company's line might go down. The shutting down and the economy was to, to, die. to lower the burden We're on sorry hospitals. sorry you died, but the line went yes, down. Guess it what? was not. It was People, a hard decision to make. The line might go down, one. so you had to die. People indoors got more sick being indoors, interacting indoors, than they did if they were out and about doing their thing. It's a fact. Now... That you can send some portion of your employees home, providing that the businesses stay. I'm talking about the restaurants, the shopping centers, the retail, the street, the gas station, the cars moving. That's what I'm talking about. That a big corporation. You were in Florida. What the heck do you guys have to even (coughs) complain about here? You guys barely got any shutdown to begin with. I thought thought my son, I thought my daughter was seriously set back not going to school her junior and senior year. Sorry, her senior and her freshman year. And, and it was way worse upstate. We were trapped inside. With I think the she cold, got. I think she got COVID. Around way I think much. she got you, you, COVID two or three times, and all she did was stay away from me so that I wouldn't get it. And I never got it, and I wasn't vaccinated until my good friend died. And when he died, rest in peace, Guillermo. You're out there, Pingus. I know you're listening because FM. It's good you got the vaccine because now I can do the show with and you I got, indoors. And, and you I got, have not and, been able to do it. No, I never got sick. But Neither sorry, did I. sorry, sorry. I never, I never got, got sick, sick with COVID, but I did get I sick. I never got. I never got COVID too because I got vaccinated. But the, vac- and I was the vaccine almost killed and me. And here's the thing: I wasn't. The as, vaccine almost killed me. I was okay. not as paranoid as other people upstate. I was. Other people upstate. Sick. They didn't let. 
Other people upstate, they'd freak out if you wouldn't wear a mask at all times. That's called statism. That's the point I was talking about. But here's the thing. I followed the rules. I washed my hands all the time. I wore a mask when that I was, was very, indoors. That's very legit. And I never got COVID. But I, just, very, I did the bare minimum. I, I did the bare minimum. You got lucky. And, is all you got. You got lucky that I never attended any you protests had, you because had. I didn't want my family to catch COVID. I took every single measure possible, and I didn't. And stayed away it. from large groups of people. Yes. I did. Yes. So it's like I I don't get the belly aching from people when it was like, try not to die. This was the plague. You know we have freedom, right? But we need to make sure that we can maintain freedom. I'm sure anyone would agree if your country gets invaded, repelling an invader is the bare minimum you can do to ensure freedom. That's what safety precautions was for COVID. And people act like, oh, I got drafted because my country was being invaded. That's such an assault on my freedom. No, that was the cost of freedom. You know, even George Washington himself had to vaccinate his troops with the needle, with the the flu, I think, at the time. So, because that was going around. It was probably tuberculosis or yellow fever. So, yeah, no, every, this is even the backbone of the country. This is how whiny and entitled people have gotten that wearing masks or getting vaccinated is too much of an affront. Okay. Now that you said all that, why was it that the European countries with no masks, no vaccines had lower death rates? Because there's less people. They're less congested. Liar, 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 pants on fire. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Then what is it? What is it? The whole thing was a racket to sell drugs. Look at this big brain guy over here. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. So basically, you are going to tell me that the vaccines wasn't already invented before COVID went all apeshit on everybody? It was invented before COVID. There were strands of COVID beforehand. Yes. But the way that this new variant, which probably leaked from a lab... Whoa, uh, wait, 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 wait. That could be Dr. Mike Mullen. He actually believes it was leaked from a communist lab or was it an American lab? I don't know which, but it's definitely... I have to give you the standing ovation no. first. No, I, I, I'm not going to turn down um, some aspects of, like, even John Stewart said, oh, come on, it's probably... Even okay. John Stewart? That's like some even kind John, of a... Even that's, that, that's some kind well, of a... John Stewart is a liberal darling. I understand. He's so a liberal you, darling. Is that why you're saying even? I, wanna, yeah, I don't want to misunderstand. Even when you. a liberal darling is like, oh, like, who well, are about we about the kidding? other Dolph, doofus, uh, more, uh, what was his name again? Uh, uh, Colbert? No, he's a, he's a, dim, he's a dimwit. Uh, the other one... Uh, Who's now turning on, on Biden big time? Um, Moore, Ma, Ma, uh, Michael Moore. No, that's another doofus, uh, another idiot. Uh, no, this guy's got intellect. Uh, he has a show, uh, the police incorrect show that he, they kicked him off of. Remember, um, Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Yeah, Bill Maher probably would say so too. Like, I don't realize he was. He realized he was fooled too. We were all fooled into thinking it was something that was killing. Less than 7% of the people Dude, who got it. that thing killed more people than the amount of Americans who died in World War One, I believe. So does the flu, every flu season. Not on this level. A million people die, man. Like, you know how many kids, how many people are hurt? Do we have hurt? to go through how many people were how infected? Ma- why don't you ask your computer how many people... How many kids killed themselves? How many kids killed themselves during the COVID lockdowns? Why don't you ask that? Unwanted deaths. Kids that just killed themselves because they were depressed at home. Come on, how many financial problems? I was wrong. In Miami alone, it was one 
2.5 million people. That would have been the whole population of Miami alone, okay? So let's let's go throughout the whole of the United States. Did you say 1.5 million people? We only have one, my, we only have 1.5 million people. Then it looks like you all got it at one point. <laughs> <laughs> it could have it could have that number and could there not have. Thirteen thousand deaths. Thirteen thousand deaths. One point five got it, but didn't die. Wait, this was just last year. Yes, this it, was just last still, year. It's still this raging. This was just like, last year. This was just last year. It's just raging like a flu, like it always was. Um. I don't think a million people get the flu. Absolutely, chest. How many people get the flu every year? So, but we don't die, so it's not a big deal because these variants have vaccines. We have a flu shot. I get it. I understand that part of it. Uh, but in this particular case, shutting down the government. Sh- I mean, sorry. So, okay. I would have preferred to shut down the government, not the, not the businesses. The supply chains that occurred afterwards. The amount there of- are a hundred and three million cases. Would you tell me the deaths? The deaths was about a million, less than two million died the in the United were States. A million in the United States. Okay, so it couldn't have been Miami. I thought no, so. No, no, yeah, no. It came up weird in the research. Yeah, results. yeah, yeah. See how he blames his. See how he blames his laptop. Why don't I, you blame I, the guy, the comic book guy? What? Should Frank it, Miller. Yeah, it should be his why, fault. Why, why? Yeah, because it's in, he's in, he's renting space in your head. He runs good space. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Miller is one of, is a brilliant man who single handedly pretty much. How old do you story. believe he is now? Let's look that up. Is there any way to get Frank Miller here on their show? Oh, God, I wish. He'd think you're here, all right? Yeah. If you want to know how past politics I am, I, I, I forgave him for his right-wing face. Oh, he went through a phase, and then he snapped out of it? Yeah. Like, he, he was a big fan of Ayn Rand when he was starting out. Um, he's 66 years old, so he's almost 70. Oh, so he can actually walk over here. If, if you tell him to start walking, he'll be here by next Monday. Yeah, baby. Yeah, why not hang out with us? I like to learn a lot of things from him. How he how he did it, you know. Walt Disney started that way too, man. Making a making Mickey and uh, sketches and stuff. It's pretty cool. What got Mickey so popular is that it was basically three circles. His his face and his two ears were circles, three circles. Well, originally it was Oswald the Rabbit. Oswald was first. Oswald was first, and then he lost the rights to Oswald. So then Mickey was made. Now, why did he lose? Uh, someone on his staff stole the idea from him? I think or? it was a company that he was doing the reels for. Oh, cool. That's what we have here. If you're wondering what was like my introduction to kind of left-wing thought, was kind of seeing how many like creative people kept getting ripped off by companies with copyright. Oh, that made you the anti-capitalist. It made me distrust companies when it came, or, you know, media empires, companies, because I realized it's... It wasn't like, because you're fed a lot of sort of like talk of like, oh, the creator is entitled to anything he creates. No, musicians. How yeah, many, you're, you're, how you're, many? you're taught a lot of that stuff. And then you kind of see the politics of it. And it's a lot more in music, I imagine. <laughs> um, like, so many musicians don't make any money on their first albums. And if their second album's a dud, they never make any money. They get so depressed about it that they sometimes don't make a third because they make some money. Uh, sometimes you get lucky. Your first album is a big, big, big hit, and never it never happens again. I, well, I, I don't. If if you have a one hit wonder, you should not be upset. Vanilla Ice, yes, one hit wonder, lip syncing. He did two things. No, you're thinking of Millie Vanilla. Millie Vanilla did the. They got caught with uh, lip syncing, and yeah. then they killed themselves. The Millie Vanillas killed themselves. One of the guys that I'm pretty sure. Yep. 
Well, you got to Google that one. That's the first time I heard that. <laughs> yeah, you definitely got to Google that. One of the Louis Menendez killed themselves from just shame? Yeah. Wow, what's the big deal? A lot of people lip sync. I believe half the halftime show the other day on the Super Bowl was a lip sync. I wonder if that's... Every the... drag queen lip syncs. I think that uh, you have this fear of corporations that I have of government. The only difference that is that I'm more likely to be accurate to fear... Oh, it would be a more, much more of a legitimate Oh, he overdosed fear. on drugs. It was real accidental. Yeah, a lot of these people forget what they took in the morning and they keep on taking. And by it's the a night, big problem. Yeah, it's a they, big problem. They, I, they take drugs. I lost a friend that way who forgot what he took partying you got know, at a nightclub, and then he took another one in the afternoon the next morning, and that was direct in conflict with what he had taken that night, and boom, cost him his life. Now... If you if you fear corporations, and I know that you we could put any corporation out of business by collectively not buying from them, why don't oh, you feel good? Come go- on, that's a fantasy. Boycotting is such a fantasy. Well, there's a lot of companies that have gone under because people stopped buying from them. Have Have you been able to boycott Raytheon, Halliburton, um, gosh, JP why Morgan? Would you, okay, why would you? Uh, well, guess what? Bear Stearns went under. The Neiman Brothers went on there. There's some big boy. AIG went on there. Not because of boycotts, I grant you. Yeah, that, that, that's but, the point. Is that the com- you know, that was bad decision. He, here's the major but problem. Is see- that the, the, the worst companies aren't consumer boycott companies. Right. But they still do fall. Whereas if you don't fear a government, you don't have a tank to take them over. You but can't the, take but over But I work them. through government. My representative of a citizen is through government. Wow. You're an official communist, okay? You, like, that. that's the thing, is that you, as a person, you have citizenship. You are a byproduct of the government. That That is where you are... How ex- dare you say that? That's where you're exercising Bullsh- your legal rights. Bullshit, We are free people who are hiring against all our wishes and good fortunes, hiring public service sector... To do work that we can't possibly do as people, like build roads, okay? And No, it's, it's about ownership. And fight wars. No, 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 hold on. That's about ownership. It's not about services. It's about ownership. We that, pay. That, 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 you that just make mag- something up. No, no, that is the magical difference. No. That is the magical difference. No. Yes, it is. That is the I magical g- difference of what you're missing here. No, you're missing a lot because it, it, you think that I'm a byproduct of government. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you are. We yeah. create government. Government does not create oh. us. Government doesn't give us diddly yes, squat. You and I are both children of of the U.S. government. Yeah. Of the U.S. government's interactions <laughs> with Cuba. You and I are exactly that. You and I are the exact. We are the beneficiaries of, the- of communism in Cuba. So that makes me a byproduct of the U.S. government. Yeah. Wow, what a stretch. You are exactly. Bring existence. on Miller, baby. We need to make a comic book because only a comic book character can pull that one off. We are byproduct. The other day he said that the government gives me something. They don't give me diddly squat. What do they give me? They don't even give me peace of mind because of the crime in the streets. And every time there's a, a, a Democrat in power, I know my enemies' are, antennas are up because they're going to take it to us, as they've always done. And uh, unfortunately, that's all, folks. Government sucks. And bigger government's worse. 
And now our government is 10 times the size because of 16 U.S. Republican senators. That really sucks. It really sucks. And they wonder why we all have a sucky freaking government. Because they can't figure because out Because there's anything. one whole political party whose job it is nothing more than to, make to sabotage. Money. No, make money. A sabotage. Yeah, it's the Republican Party. Thank you. Oh, the Republican Party, the one, the, the party that didn't have 11 filibuster-proof senates. I mean, you guys had the last couple of 20 years. We've never had yeah, filibuster-proof yeah, 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 senates. You guys had the last couple of years, and Democrats are happy to Why go, can't We've already he, gone over this. Is why that the Democrats can't, are already are happy you, to work with Joe Manchin when he brought up no reason why he opposed Build Back Better. The Democrats my love fellow getting American, along. My fellow American. They love American, getting along. If you know him personally, speak to him about the reality the legislative power, control over agendas can only be had by filibuster-proof senates, or else all things die in the House. If you have a filibuster-proof Senate, you can tell the House to do exactly what you say, or it won't pass in the Senate, because we don't have to listen to the other side because we have 60 senators. It's called filibuster-proof Senate. So when he said that the, the Democrats and Republicans had... Bullshitpozoids. We have not had 60 senators in this country since the rule was changed in 1911 to 51 up to 60. We had 51 that year. It was, I believe, the 61st Senate in our history. 61st. Maybe it was 66. I don't know. That could be my Federal moment. That's a problem. But it was one of those early Senates. And then... Woodrow Wilson increased it to 60 by, I believe, by executive order that was reprimanded. He was reprimanded by it. But in the process of telling him he was uh, unconstitutional for doing such, because he really couldn't create a, a Senate rule like that, the Senate went ahead and said, okay, we got 60, we'll pass it. And they did. And they made it 60. And they've had 11 of those since then. We have had none. So when you say that, out loud on this station, and then you're going to show you're sounding like a doofus because it is a f- legislative fact, and it can be repealed. By the way, you know what I mean? That's a, it's Senate rule. They could tomorrow wake up and say no more filibuster-proof Senates, and guess what? We'd be much be a much better government because of it. But when, while that 60s in place, man, you guys just don't want the government to be there. That's all that this is. This is belly aching about the fact that I want a the government to be uh, basically, uh, I can't say the word transparent, but I can say the word invisible. I don't like the government. Oh, I want transparency in government. That'd Not transparency. I want transparency. You do. Yes. You'll never get that. But I, I, um, the, I don't, the code I, Zizek, I listen to. I don't the, even like here on the village when the cops always got their lights on. I don't have to feel their presence. I can give a hoot. Just be around, but you don't have to have your lights on showing me how cool you are. You know, I stop speeding on my bicycle, for Christ's sake, when I see the lights. I think that's tacky as all hell. What kind of quality of life is there with cops using their sirens all the time? So one day they really need the siren, and we're just going to say, oh, we're not going to get out of their way. We might cross the street. Who knows? Stop doing it. Listening to me? Stop using your lights. I don't know. I don't know why that was popular. I really don't. I don't know who asked or who demanded or was it his idea entirely for the police chiefs to uh, ask 
his patrol cars on the key to have their lights on. I don't think that's necessary. Well, luckily, due to the government, you can have a city hall thing, and you can say, can we please do something about this? Does anyone, due to the does government, anyone else feel this due way? To the this government, is government. If they were a private we police, formed, We formed private, the government to have our they, own city hall If this was a city private, hall, city hall a, to complain. We did that. Yes. If this was a private police force, they'd say, nah, go screw it yourself. Private police force would take out our criminals before bringing them to justice. They would just a private police force would be determines the, who, the only criminals in the private police force is anyone who's against the financial interest of those funding them. I I won't argue that. I don't see that. I don't see that as bad as having cops running around, uh, running, racket, well, I, 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 killing I've, innocent I've criti- people. I have criticisms of how the police operate, but if we had private police forces, this would be a dystopia. Like, that would be an absolute. Dystopia. Unfortunately, we're in a dystopia, and we have we have public. Police. Do you know who you know who did the most egregious uh, mishaps in Iraq? Private military contractors, such as Blackwater. Yes, they were the worst by far. I I heard those stories as well. Since we'll never hear what our military has done, they, and, and and if you had family in them, they would never be held accountable for their death. Is like they were disasters all around. They were the worst toward the civilian population, and no accountability. No accountability. And then if they, um, if your family member died, you would hear nothing from them. They so, were told that before you're captured, you have to die. Not before you're captured. None in the captures, but like. Um, Did you hear what I just said? The rules of Blackwater are: if you get if caught, that's something that got, I didn't know, you, you got to commit suicide. We can't have you out there spilling your beans. You got to go. And they're already trained militarily to do that such thing. Sh- shout, remember, out to, shout out to Eric Prince. Eric Prince, man, he's a, he's a he's a badass, bad, 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 bad. I can say badass, can't I? Well, you got two more minutes, so I'm going to let you close because, you know, I have a gold dust woman coming after you. Gold dust? What does gold that mean? dust. Yeah, 1976 Fleetwood Mac. So, you got anything more to say before I hang up this joint? Yeah. Um, go Panthers. So I want to go over one story today in Bloomberg News. 600,000 um, green jobs were adopted since the U.S. adopted a climate change law study finds. Um, due to Joe Biden's landmark climate bill, um, at the end of January, there had been announced that 100,000 clean jobs have been made. So, so how many birds die and whales die? Oh, come on. And toxic waste. Oh, wave? come on. You're going to say and toxic you're gonna rivers. You're going to say that whatever. You're going to say that whatever when it's not your party. Are you doing. ready? Are if, you- if a Republican had thrown out, like, we're going to make more jobs, you're going to be like, yeah, no, these externalities don't exist. But when it's a Democrat bag job initiative or te- hey, energy man. company technology, we're, we're it for, suddenly has could, to be opposed. We could give a hope about green jobs, okay? We want oil. We want it now. We want a lot of it, and we definitely want it under two dollars. Yeah, but you guys love Musk when he makes green jobs. We only when, we when, only, when Musk does it, it's different. When we Musk only does, want Musk to take over NASA because NASA can't get the rockets off like uh, like Musk does. Musk is kissing everybody's butt, and he spent forty four billion dollars to buy AI through tr- uh, Twitter and befriend. Donald Trump 2024. So for- most of these green jobs are set up to be in Georgia, which has attracted the most investment so far. And it is $15 billion worth of projects in the pipeline are expected to create 17,000 jobs there in particular. Could you like 
that's not the end of the show. That's the beginner show. Yeah. Okay. So touch but me. But I just wanted to say that. But So thank you, everyone, for listening to our show. Oh, thank you. We'll play backgammon next time. Touch me, the doors, 1969. Here we go, my friends, and stay free. Young and old show. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 5 to 7 p.m. Sorry we were a little late today. Take care. If you like our programming on WSQF 94.5 in Key Biscayne, you can also hear us very far away nationwide, WSQFradio.com. And if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free.